Welcome back, everybody. We got a wonderful guest today on the Good Lux Podcast. One of the podcast. best guests of the year. One of the best, one guests, of the best of the year. guests. Yeah, possibly, no. possibly. We still got a couple of to go through. What's this guy's name, Joe? Colin Moriarty. Why I know is, you heard. Why him. is he in here? He's here because no, he, I'm kidding. He, <laughs> he loves the Bucks. He loves the Packers. He loves Bill Maher. I love you hot know. takes. He loves hot takes. Yeah, but he's not ridiculous really ones. One of the one of the more he's, inflammatory voices. He's very eloquent. Here. But he's very eloquent. He, he, I've seen him possible. present. He's very. It's he's possible very to be well eloquently spoken. inflammatory. Yeah, that's a possible combination. No yeah. filter here. Yeah, <laughs> he's a he's a he's a better version, way better, ten times better version of Anthony Scaramucci. Well that spoken. Except not, on the right that's side not, here. That's not. That's uh, not. It's not a bad comparison. Not I a bad can see comparison. that. They yeah. got the same sleek back hair. I almost yeah. need the uh, hand signs of that. Yeah. You know. Exactly. Oh, Put this man in the goodness. White House right now. <laughs> uh, right now. No thanks. I no lost thanks. longer than a week. <laughs> not <laughs> well, yet. Well, maybe. You know. <laughs> I'd have a better signature than that. Wow. Is it? Is that a thing? I do a fake jersey accent okay. as well. We got a great episode though. <laughs> We're gonna get into this BS Chicago Bears Vikings game. Not BS. Just a tough game. A little bit of NBA, a lot of Bucks talk. Watch out for that Bucks talk, everybody. Enjoy. We got great topics today. First, we're going to start it with this uh, big game last Triumphant night. Triumphant victory. Triumphant, Call it how it is. maybe. Call it how it is. They, they weren't. You won the battle, but you lost the war. What win. war did we lose? You lost the war. What, what's the war? You know, we'll get into this later. Um, I, you know what? This is. <sighs> but let's break it down. You know what? You know what? I'm going to say. I'll say. The Bears completely outplayed the Vikings. Completely. I mean, offensively, defensively, as, special as teams, I said before, coaching. As I said before. Um, three pers- personal fouls I saw are unsportsmanlike conducts. Unbelievable. Um, Harrison Smith's penalty at the end of the game sealed our fate, uh, leading to that field goal from that mediocre kicker you have over there. But Hey, well, hold, on. Wait, 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 hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You have no right to say anything about a kicker that we have after your horrible, horrible history with kickers. Horrible You're not recent wrong. You're not wrong. Kicker they got history. it solved now. Daniel Carlson? Dan Carlson is not good. He played well for the Oakland Raiders, actually. He won them that game. Is he kicking again? Yeah, he's kicking, and he's mm-hmm. hit, three, he hit three field goals for the Oakland Raiders and hit the game winner against the Chargers. Good for him. Yeah, but all I'm saying is you're, you, have have no right. now. you have no right to say anything about kicking. No right. Yeah, well, it's okay. We lost. What do you think? What do you think, Moriarty? Did you think the Vikes, the Bears? This is you. This is what you expected, right? Oh yeah, easy. Okay, well, it's mainly the. I think the elements played a huge role in it. Yeah, I think, that's I, what I'm saying. And I do think the biggest thing was is um, in the trenches, the Vikes got blown up. Yeah. Yes. Akeem Hicks, Eddie Goldman, Khalil Mack, Leonard Floyd, all those guys were getting in there. Let me say, I have. Um, it's been a while since I've seen a, a team get as dominated as we got by two guys on the defensive side of the ball, Akeem Hicks and uh, Khalil Mack. Yeah. Completely well, and utterly. Too. Well, and the same thing happened in the Packers Destroyed. game first first week. I mean, the Packers on the right side, Blog just got blown up the whole game. And the big difference I saw between the two teams was – the Packers were at least able to adjust and get their quarterback outside. Well, Kirk Cousins I think can't I've, can't move. And there was a crucial, or I guess it wasn't as crucial, but there was a third and one at the very end of the game where like Kirk Cousins had an easy chance to just yeah, run for it uh-huh. and chooses to like force it into coverage. Mm-hmm. And I do think the Bears were able to rattle him. Um, I do. 
I do think the lack of mobility and agility from the quarterback play um, kind of hurt the Vikings, especially when the offensive line is not very, um, not yeah. very good. Let me let me go back to your point about the Packers game. I think that um, the difference between this game and that game is honestly the fact that that game was Week One. I think that besides like not being familiar with the scheme on the offensive side of the ball and just not being in shape on the defensive side of the ball. They couldn't get that same pressure on Rodgers, and Trubisky couldn't execute the same way. I am very confident in saying they're going to beat the Packers pretty badly when they play them. Yeah, yeah, probably worse than what happened with the Vikings. I think that the score is a little bit misleading with the Vikings game. I think that first half was just Domination. they didn't even look like they should have been in the same stratosphere. Well, I would, I would be, I'd be uh, careful with what you say right there. Given that we were driving at the end of the half, we're down 14-0. But I mean, we're we're right in we're right in the kind of what we at 30, 30 yard line, forty yard line, and Kirk Cousins made a terrible pass. Yeah, but what, I what really do you, don't think the Bears. You know what? I, I, I gotta I'm give sorry, you credit. I where, just yeah. feel like you can't just completely say, "Oh, they were doing very well," but they didn't turn the ball over. He, that means Kirk they weren't Cousins, doing well at all. Like they, they <laughs> I, I don't understand. You can't just erase a turnover like that. I know he had his worst game of the year, and dare I say, Case Keenum would have definitely done a better job in this game than Kirk Cousins. I don't know if the, just because like, of this right? mobility argument, I I'd, yeah, but if and you can't, Kirk looks I mean, so. But the thing is, the thing is, it wasn't just the front seven. You got to give the secondary some credit. Eddie Jackson is the second best safety in the league. Yeah, Kyle Fuller's playing like a top tier cornerback. Amuka Moore's playing What's well. What's that about? Adrian Amos is playing well. Well, Kyle Fuller's had multiple seasons as a like a very good cornerback. He's had like one bad season. Thielen's, Packers tried to get him. Yeah, the Packers did try to get him. Thielen's all banged up. I just feel like. Even even still, I feel like the Bears aren't getting enough respect. I, I do think yeah, the, right. I do think the biggest difference is the one thing the Bears do better than anybody um, in the NFC North by a lot is that they put a lot of pressure on the other team to make a lot of plays because I think the biggest thing I noticed in the Packers game that kind of helped the Packers win against the Bears miracle miracle as it was um, was the fact that. Uh, the Packers put a lot of pressure on Trubisky, and I do think Trubisky, at times when there's a lot of pressure on him, the lack of a vertical threat in his passing game makes it a little difficult for him yeah, to, at the very I, end of the game, to push the ball down the field. Now, th- the thing is, the Bears, of all the NFC teams, is the most consistent team, like week in and week out. Yeah. The Bears seem to be able to figure out ways to get the ball downfield. They usually put the other team in a, the hot seat throughout the whole football game. And even when the other team's able to kind of figure them out in some, some drives, um, the Bears seem to kind of consistently be able to hold their ground. And, yeah. you know, I mean, you got to give a lot of credit to the Bears' defense. I mean, they have a lot of – I mean, there's a lot of talented individuals Dude, all I gotta say throughout is that defense. 22 rushing yards. And, and you had the nerve to say that Dalvin Cook and Latavius Murray are <laughs> better than Jordan Howard and Tariq Cohen. I actually – I brought this up Dalvin with my – Dalvin Cook – how many games has he played in his career? Like, like six, seven, ten maybe. maybe. And Latavius no. Murray, I feel like Dalvin Cook is like, you can make a better argument for Dalvin Cook, but Latavius Murray no, Latavius, is a backup running back. I agree. Okay. He had one good year in Oakland. I brought this up with my roommates yesterday because I wanted to know, like, was I completely out of bounds here? And I was like, you know, we'd be talking uh, Tariq Cohen, Jordan Howard, or Dalvin Cook, Latavius. And they're like, well, I feel like. Uh, Delvin Cook is Tariq Cohen and Jordan Howard in one. Like, I mean, when when he, when Delvin Cook's in the game, he usually you don't see a lot of Latavius. With that being said, I probably would take those two over Delvin Cook. But 
I, I kind of like the... I think once they get more time together, I think Latavius and Delvin, I'll take. I don't know. I like him. I like Delvin Cook. He looked really explosive at the beginning of the year. Tariq Cohen is fantastic. I don't think Jordan Howard's a Tariq Cohen guy. Their their body of work doesn't suggest that they're better or can be better. I know. Because they can't even stay on the field. Okay, I think Delvin. How many Jordan Howard missing his career? I want to say two. I don't think Jordan Howard's that good of a running back. He's, he's, he's very consistent. durable. He's very consistent. I, he's I, a bear. He's the second <laughs> leading rusher he's out since there 2016. Every week. I don't think he's two consecutive 1,000-yard seasons. It's because he hasn't missed what, a game. Jordan Howard's steady. Want, Jordan Howard's steady. Like, steady. What more do you want from a running he's back? He's a very poor man's Frank Gore. I don't think poor should ever be in the I don't understand why he's getting bashed when he's played three years and two of his years have been a thousand yard seasons. Has he been that good of a running back though? You could have a thousand yards and not be that good. What more do you want? I just he's really want to know. Steady. He if he's playing 25 carries and he's getting what 70 yards a game? He doesn't ever like blow you off yeah. the chart, but but he's very he steady had, and solid. He's replaceable. Eleven hundred? No, he's not. Nah, How no, many no, running no. backs are getting a thousand yard seasons? How many running backs are getting two back to back a thousand yard seasons? One is year the, was, is the house, year how was, good is the Chicago Bears O line? Oh my goodness, they're okay. They're like they're, they're like better they're than like they're, they're better than mediocre, but they're not like. The best. Would Latavius Murray be able to get a thousand yards? No. Nah, with the Spurs, I don't nah. think so. No. no? But nah. what I'm what I'm saying is, hmm. the, their their offensive line has been a problem for Aaron a while. Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones. Good. See. Aaron, Aaron Jones. But what I'm saying Aaron Jones, is, besides, besides, touches, besides the thousand yard, besides the thirteen hundred his first year and eleven hundred his second year, he had nine touchdowns and six touchdowns. But also the I mean, with if, one fumble in both of those years, one. If you see now in today's um, Bears team, and they're they're passing more, there's a little bit more shiftiness to their to their offense. Mitch the only thing I like about uh, Tariq Cohen the most is Tariq Cohen is the way the running backs go in the future. I mean, if the Packers, you know, any yeah. team that's good at passing, well, Tariq Cohen is and like that's what I also, you idolize. That's what I also give to Jordan Howard. He had bricks for hands his first two years, but he can actually like he, he can catch the it. ball now. Yeah, he's yeah. like you don't have to worry if the ball's going his way. The Bears lost some games last year. I remember those one against. I'm going to say the Falcons where they had a touchdown, basically, and he just dropped it. Yeah. But I, I just – I don't think that there is any – any there isn't a lot of room for criticism of Jordan Howard. I know. I don't I don't want like to be just, criticizing that guy. I just don't – I well, can, like what, He's what very consistent, do? well, like and he's, he, he does this his is, job. This is the problem I have with not just Jordan Howard, but with the Bears in general. They do all these things that are very good, but people are still like – People still have their, um, they're still, they're still drawing back for them, and they can't ever really give any solid evidence to why they're drawing back. Okay, I do, I do think it is more of like when you watch their games, uh, especially on the offensive end, they seem very beatable. Yeah, they just don't seem like they're gonna win. But, but the thing is, is that like, but they, not, they, they have do, their seven, seven three. And I'm, three. I'm saying they're not gonna like win in the playoff. I just don't. It's well, one of those things. Pool, right now, at this pace, they'd either play you or they play Seattle in a playoff game. And I think they would win both of those games. I don't think so. If it's at because, home, yes. Well, because if, Seattle's going – well, it's going to be at home because those two teams would be wild cards. I don't know you about that. To, I don't know about that. I, like, who out of the NFC – Let me just – I just want to know, argument? like, who do you think is better? Can I give you an argument? In the NFC? In the, no, not in the NFC. No, I know who's better than them in the NFC. <laughs> I actually think this is going to happen. And I picked the Vikings to lose the play – miss the playoffs. But I think this is a very feasible thing that could happen. So the Vikings play – um, Packers, Patriots, um, Seahawks, Dolphins, Lions, and then the Bears. Feasibly, we I mean, next week's a, a must win for us. So 
give me the Packers game. So we win the Packers game. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's I mean, pretty fair based on how the uh, Packers team looks right now. <laughs> but not a given, but yeah. So give me that. We lose to the Patriots. I don't think that that's a given. I don't, oh, I it's, just, no, I it's don't, never a given. I don't even, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't give a crap about who they have. Dude, well, give up. me that game. Just oh, give me that one. I don't one. think that. I, like, I'm, I don't For know if I can. For argument's sake. For argument's sake. I don't sake. know if I can. Because okay, it's fine. It's at U.S. Bank. Because what Aaron Rodgers is, I don't care about U.S. Bank. What I'm saying is the thing about Aaron Rodgers that we've always known about him in his career. You remember that that year where they're like, "Oh no, is it over?" What did he say in the press conference? I know you were on the table, but the team was much different then. They had but what I'm players. saying is Aaron Rodgers when he's losing and looks bad, and people are like, "Man, he, he doesn't look stressed, bad. He does people. not look bad. He doesn't. He does not look the same. He doesn't look as good. He's got the lowest QPR in his career. Like, he well, I mean, look but good. If, you, if you watch, like the thing is, is like I think it's hard to say when you're looking at the field. Based on the camera angles you get, you don't see how bad a separation the receivers currently, other than Devontae Adams, get. And this I mean, is, I mean, Devontae Adams is a top seven, arguably top five receiver. I mean, the guy is playing he's very well he's right good. now. And the, I mean, a lot of times, you know, Aaron Rodgers is looking around and he's looking for somebody. I mean, there's, there isn't a lot of creativity on the offense. A lot of guys aren't getting separation. You know, it, it is it's it's hard, and that's why I think he's not performing as well. And I mean, he's still you know I don't know what the status of his leg still is, but I, I mean he he still looks good. The Packers aren't losing because of Aaron Rodgers or no. even the receiving core to some extent. It is a lot of times the lack of creativity on offense. Mike McCarthy's got to go. They're terrible right tackle. I don't know why people keep <laughs> is that, is assuming. Brian well, I do not why I do not understand why people are like they have you know such great tackles. They have one absolutely phenomenal t- tackle, and then they got one guy that if you watch every week. Everybody's best pass rusher is always matched up with Belaga, and there's a reason they for that. Destroy him. Yeah. yeah, but okay, I want to. I want to hear. Yeah. I want to okay. you finish your argument. Give me the Vikings game. Give me the Vikings game. The Packers game. Oh my jeez, the the Packers game. So they win that Packers game. Then the Vikings lose to the Patriots. They have one choice to make the playoffs. They have to win out because that Seattle game. If they don't win, they have to win out. So then they beat Seattle. I don't think Seattle. that Seattle game is. is, it, is I don't that think Seattle that Seattle game, game is. I don't think that, I think that might be. Where's that Seattle is game? It, at? I think it might be at it's US in Bank. Seattle. No, oh, it's, it's in U- Seattle. Dude, but they, I don't think that. I don't think that's a win. Okay, well, that team so, is. I mean, they just. This team is this streaking right now. All right, they have wait, Doug Baldwin back. Wait, 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 wait. But okay, so they beat the Packers, lose to the Patriots. They have to win in Seattle. They beat the the Seahawks. Okay, so they have five losses, one tie. Then they play the Dolphins at home, the Lions. Two wins, give me those. They play the Lions at home, yeah. or they play them in Detroit. Then that I don't that They're once again. The Lions, you're, you're killing the Lions. No, no, just listen to, me, listen to my no, argument. No, 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 no wait, 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 wait before you. No, I'm giving you a what if. So let me finish those my story. Insane, let me. That's the that Vikings beating the Lions is not insane. No, yes, it is. The Vikings. You are. You're being delusional, Joe. I'm not being delusional. Wait, wait, wait. Because listen, just let me say what I'm about to say. Look at who the Lions have beat at home this year. I know. They're not a good, good team. They're, they're not a good team, but for whatever reason. Patriots, who else? The Carolina Panthers yesterday. Yeah, list team. off the, te- those are list good off the teams. teams and see how many those of those games are- you think they win. All right, so teams, teams. Don't even care about where they are. Packers, Patriots, Seahawks, Dolphins, Lions, Bears. And which ones do you think they're going to win? I think they're going to win five. I think they win five. I don't. I Here's think, what's gonna happen. They're gonna win five. They're gonna lose to the Patriots. That game in Week 17 is gonna be with the Bears. It's gonna be for a playoff spot and for the division. The reason I say that is because the Bears' schedule, um, if it'll load up, 
The Bears have a tough, so if they lose three more games, they're at six losses. If the Vikings win five of the next six, they're at five. So the Bears play. These are their tough games. You guys beat the Lions in Detroit. Okay, tough I see, game. I don't, I, like, I don't even know if the Bears are going to win that game. Okay, I'm well, just saying Detroit I'm is, saying we'll give you that game. It, like, we got given games. If you say New York is not a win, you're drunk. Yeah, I'm saying New York's a win. The Giants say Giants win, Lions win. You lose to the, ba- uh, the Rams at home. Okay. Then Aaron Rodgers, they're kind of streaking a little bit. You lose to them at home. What? Then okay, say, wait, no. okay, wait, 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 wait. I, we lose then to you Green beat Bay the Packers. Hold okay. on, we lose to the Green Bay Packers at Soldier Field. Yeah, that's, Why? Yeah, it's Maybe like, how? It's wishful thinking. Okay, but Man, just you know, I don't want to talk about wishful thinking out here. Okay, bro. We're almost the done. Only, we're almost to the fun. The part. only way the the uh, Packers would be able to beat the Bears at, at Soldier Field is. That Aaron Rodgers has and great stats there. If they're saying there. that they're going to lose to San Francisco with they're gonna, No, they're going to beat the Niners. So you beat the Lions, you beat the Giants, you lose to the Rams, you lose to the Packers. You beat the Niners. That sets us up for the Week 17 game Dude, you are forcing at U.S. Bank Stadium. It's just, it's fortune. No, th- this is ridiculous, bro. This, this is, is the, not this ridiculous. Is, this is the issue I had with your argument against... The Bears, we were talking about Bears-Vikings on the last episode. I was giving you evidence of why the Bears are better than the Vikings. You but said, I believe. you just gave him evidence why Aaron Rodgers hasn't been good this year, and it's not right. I, had, I didn't say, that is not what I said. I said Aaron Rodgers hasn't been Aaron Rodgers. Which means he's still good, but Aaron Rodgers, when he's Aaron Rodgers, is phenomenal. I didn't say that he wasn't good. The Bears' defense I, is phenomenal. Well, all right, the Bears' the Bears, coaching is phenomenal. True. But Mitch what, Trubisky is not phenomenal. I, I never said that spot. he was. I never said that he was phenomenal. He's not better than Case Keenum was last year. Well, well, I mean, neither is Kirk Cousins. Was, nobody was better than Case Keenum was playing at like a magical level that nah, he will. You know, I don't want to say this about him, but he will never reach that <laughs> again in his career. But but what I'm saying is like you can't just just say that these things will happen when they're most likely not. I can't just like, you can't just say that the. Like there's not a lot of reasons to say that the Bears will lose to the Viking, to lose to the Green Bay Packers when they're at home. I think and there it's is. Not, you can't just go ahead and just what? Because I think <laughs> he has a point about when the Viking, the Packers respond usually to to kind of. Yeah, but that, like I said, what I said about what I what I said about that game that was different was that was the first game of the year, out of shape and they don't know the offense that well. It's the, a, there's a totally different. The only, way, the only way the Packers beat the Bears at Soldier is is like I said, Aaron Rodgers historically has. Actually, fantastic stats against the Bears at Soldier Field. Yep. Now, the one thing I think is going to be the reason why the Bears actually kind of put a beating on the Packers is because being at Soldier Field, it won't be the cold that changes it, but it's going to be the snap count. And the thing is, is you know, I'm pretty confident Bakhtiari no, will do well. And I but also, there will be there will be a pass rush coming. Receivers aren't going to be getting aren't going to be breaking off, and the Packers are going to struggle. And the thing is, the Packers defense is absolutely. God awful. I mean, they're getting gashed left and right. I mean, the Bears don't even need to, you know, vertically throw it. They can just do the, you know, jet sweeps for days or play action Colin because they're just going to get diced up because they're linebacking Trey so bad. But, okay. what, but I'm just saying that you can't just say that the – I'm not even going to say the this Bears – This is my are, hypothetical. I think the Lions – I just – I don't know. I personally like – I. I'd say there's a 33% chance what I just said happens. 32? 33. Dude, I just don't. What do you think, Moriarty? Oh, I think I think the Vikings go. I think they go five and one, but I also think the Bears is only only two losses could possibly come from the Rams and the Vikes. But I do think the Bears have an easier way of getting to win the division than the Vikes. Than the Vikes. The the Vikings. I mean, the the Bears are three and one in the division. Because what are the Vikings? 
they tie the Packers. They beat the Lions. They lost to the Bears. I just think the the if you so look at the one one and one 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 and one versus three and one against I'm the Bears worried. team that I just I don't think worried. that either we, the Bears are terrible. The, I don't think the Bears and Vikings can just walk into Ford Field and win. I that think game. It's, last, yeah. I think but. it's much easier for the Bears to to beat the Packers than the than the Vikings beat the Packers this weekend. I, I just think the Bears are. It's going to be a lot easier for them to go through their schedule than the Vikes. The Vikes, you know, theoretically could lose next week, and then and they're then, in the huge hot. And then they lose to the Patriots, and then it's over. That yeah. could happen. Sixty-six percent chance that happens. But I don't know. <laughs> I'm just I I'm just not a big fan of hypotheticals. Last point: Kirk Cousins looked terrible. Do we agree upon this? Yeah, yeah I was. Yeah. Uh, you he know looks what? Like Kirk Cousins. <laughs> This is he what like, yeah. he really, you know. This is this was the kind of the point that I was making before. Like, he's not great. You're you're right. I mean, and it, sometimes he doesn't even look good. Sometimes he looks good. Sometimes he doesn't even look good. And that. And then there's the times where you know he gashes a team, and you're like, yeah. you're like, this is why we paid. Yeah. yeah I should have hedged my bet, saying if Kirk Cousins looked anything like he did yesterday, there's no way what my hypothetical was happens. Yeah, but I mean the thing is that Bears defense is really good. I don't know what uh, what were the teams you said they faced because I don't even know if they would. The Vikings. Yeah, I, I don't uh, even Packers, know. Patriots, um, the Lions. The defense is not that bad. Lions, Dolphins, yeah. Bears. Dolphins? I might be missing one. No. Yeah, we should we should move on to the NFC North. Yeah, we did kind of touch we, on we, we everybody. Did. He, you know, Moriarty let loose. You know, his favorite uh, his favorite phrase is "gut the team" when he's talking about the yeah, Packers. Give, <laughs> give us the, give us a wrap. Need to change, man. They need to change. There is a lot of guys on their defense that I know this is a little harsh, but there is just a lot of guys on that team that don't look like like motivated to win. Yeah. There is a lot yeah. of just guys getting blown up. Um, I do, you know, I do feel bad for the guys who actually look good, and a lot of times it's their younger guys that actually look good. Um, there just needs to be a whole new culture character change, change, man. Though the one positive for the Packers is is that their defensive coaching actually looks good. Like I, I really like the defensive coordinator that they have. I think they'll, I think they'll do well. Jair Alexander looks like a true Josh number Jackson. one, one, uh, one cornerback. Um, yeah. I do like, I do like that. I do like they have two first round picks. But in order for them to really kind of have a culture change, they need to start cutting guys. They also and cutting Mike McCarthy. Them. Yeah, Mike McCarthy's got to go. Yeah. Yeah, I. They they're so goofy. It's what is Rogers thirty four, something like that. How, yeah, many, how many good years? And so like, it's just honestly, a matter of time. Like honestly, how many good years do you think that he has left? Five, six, six, seven, six. He's gonna be fine, even when his he he still looks fantastic mobility wise. Yeah, yeah, he does. Yeah, I mean, and if you think cool. about it, I mean, he's had quite. A, I mean, he's had his fair amount of injuries. Yeah, and that knee is not good. That and he still looks solid. I mean, mobility wise against the Seahawks, I mean, he he looked solid. I mean, he was able to move around. He was agile. Now, I just think that the Packers, if they want to get as much out of him as possible and have his contract, you know, he plays well throughout his whole contract years. Is they need to get more linemen. That's what I, I cannot say. stress more. Linemen are the most unappreciated position in the NFL. It just makes such a big difference. You look at like the Kansas City Chiefs when they have a solid offensive line. It makes Mahomes' job so much easier. Is yeah. it even worth drafting a quarterback, a running back, a receiver? Well, first round if you do, don't have a line. Um, I don't like, know. Is, is I the like, Giants? Yeah, is, well, is that's that a what mistake? I was just going to say. I'm just going to say. I think it's still a mistake. To, to draft a, to draft a quarterback first. 
de- it depends on their situation. They're going to get – they'll probably get uh, – was it uh, Herbert from Oregon? I think that's a very good selection for them. But, but the thing that the Giants have neglected for years is to draft competent or spend money on uh, offensive linemen. I mean, Eli Manning, even though he plays – absolutely poorly all the time. Uh, I know, past the fact, two weeks. The fact that he gets zero time to pass, I mean, it just it just kills you. It's, I mean, and like the Vikings, yeah. you know, like the Vikings this week, I mean, when you're getting blown up off the line every single time down the field, blown up. it's Smacked. just, it's, it's, it's just hard to play. Yeah, yeah. that's, I mean, hey, I, I've seen my fair share of Bears offensive line is actually blown up, you know, like, uh, I never forget that time. I think Jay Culler got sacked like nine times against the Giants in prime time. That was I just, remember that. Yeah, bro. That's that like they they Pierre Paul and the boys coming in. It wasn't until was it like more? they got Kyle Long and started to fill the line a little bit better that they had gotten to where they are now, which is they're they're pretty good at the they offensive look line. Nice. They're not like awful, but like, and Mitch does a great Bobby job. Bobby Massey. <laughs> yeah, Bobby Massey. Thank you, because you know that. He's, see, this is how I know this guy watches the game. I now love some offensive linemen, man. <laughs> that is – all right. That's you know, he's a real fan. Wait. He's a real mind. I have, one, I have one last question. If the Vikings just suck the rest of the year, is it is it over? I mean, aging, no, aging, over. aging it's defense. Not, it's it's not over for the Vikings? Yeah, you're going to have to pay yeah, Thielen big say, money. Hey. You, I, it's going to get gross. I don't think I don't think it's really over for the Vikings. Well, I, think, I think there's what, enough is it, is he, talent. Like, is he a free agent in the offseason? No, he's got another, I, but he's gonna want a restructured deal because he's. Yeah, I'm because trying to think. He's not that young. Yeah, but I also feel like he kind of like wants to play for the Vikings. You know. Oh yeah, I mean yeah. I assume. But I mean, he's 28 hey, years so old. We could all say that you want to do this, you want to do that, until the money talks. That, that yeah. chain starts clinging. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, hey, I would love to play for the Bulls, but like, if somebody was like, yeah, let me give you this Supermax right quick, you better believe I'm hightailing a Sacramento in an instant. Yeah. He's under contract, so this year he only uh, got $3.85 million base salary. And then he gets three point eight five, and then he gets five point three five. Well, He's honestly, if totally I'm the Vikings, if I'm the Vikings, I kind of want to see another, another year. year. Because, like, you don't want to be giving him, like, big body money, like Odell Beckham Jr. money because he had one good year. And, I mean, we'll see if, like, how the rest of the year turns out. He hasn't been that great the past He's injured. Of weeks. He's had. Uh, What's wrong? He has, I saw I, that he was on I the, know. I don't have the data on I this saw guy. that he was on the injury but, report. Yeah, but he's got, like, a couple issues I know that aren't. That are actually really a they do need struggle. they do need to get a talented third receiver. I think Laquan yeah. Treadwell experiments That's what is I was over. Saying about my I man really Anthony Miller. He'd be better. I did too, man. That's a that's a that's a hometown guy, uh, Chicago area creep, you know. Yeah. But uh, yeah, he doesn't. Uh, he might be one of those guys that needs to change. His confidence is not yeah, there. Gone. Gone. Gonzo. Yeah, we gotta yeah. get off this topic, don't we? Hey. True. I know. Well, let's, let's move into the good stuff because we can talk about some good stuff. And, you know, the Milwaukee Bucks oh, are yeah, good stuff. Yeah, as we're uh, doing this right now, they're up they by just, two, Yeah, man. they were just getting smoked by the uh, Are they up? Third, third up. quarter team, yeah, man. Third is, quarter you know, team. This is what's something that I, me and Colin were watching the Bulls-Bucks game where the Bulls were, like, blowing them out, but then the Bucks came back. And, uh, and what I like to say is was, like, Warriors fashion. And yeah. it, it's like something that – 
it's, like, it's a it's it's warrior style basketball, but with a little bit of a hybrid touch. Since the Bucks do love trying to get in that paint, I mean the Bucks score a lot of points in the paint. They do hit a lot of three pointers. Yeah, how could you not with somebody but, like Giannis? But you know the the one difference is that the Warriors like to you know get open space and shoot the shoot the basketball from yeah. deep. The Bucks bread and butter is to get one on one matchups and drive. I mean especially cool. Giannis and Bledsoe, they love. They love some mismatch one-on-one. What I, I got to say is what um, the Budenholzer hiring really tells me is just how important a coach is to an NBA team. Oh, yeah. And, like, just not just the coach himself, but the scheme that that coach implements. Because the scheme that – their roster really hasn't changed much besides, you know, Brooke, Brooke Lopez, Lopez coming through. Irsan. Irsan. Yeah, Irsan. But I don't feel like that's not enough roster turnover – and those players are like, I mean, they have impact, but I don't think that they're impactful enough to have that big of a difference on their team's success outside of the um, scheme that Budenhold has put in place. That's why I can only hope and pray that uh, Hoiberg is yeah. in his last days. Yeah, yeah, and it is just the way they utilize their players. Yeah. There's a big difference. And one of the things that, if you watch the Bucks schemes in-depthly enough like I do, uh, is, like, out-of-bounds plays. Like, you can tell a lot about a coach by, like, out-of-bounds plays or when they call timeouts yeah. and how they draw it up. Because a lot of times the Bucks get a lot of, like, easy, good looks out of every timeout that they call or every of these kind of break plays. And it's it's huge, you know, when you're, when you're you know, getting a 6 or 8-0 run on you to get a nice easy bucket and the thing i always notice with like the wolves is that that shit never happens it's oh, always right. yeah. it's always like tibbs you know just yelling and they just pass it in right. and they go iso and it's he goes elbow elbow <laughs> and then cat grabs clearly, it and hands it off to clearly needs a lozenge or a glass of water or something but yeah the, the coaching the coaching is a huge is just a huge difference and i think the big difference is is that like budenholzer you know has spent a lot of time you know trying to adapt his ideology with um, the way the NBA is kind of moving. Mm-hmm. And I think if you're one of the coaches that are trying to fight it, it's you're just losing a battle. Adapt or die, bro. Adapt or die. And the thing is, is the one thing I'll give, you know, the you know, the previous regime credit at the Bucks. You know, I mean, they still had this, you know, similar GMs throughout the time. Is is that they did get a bunch of long guys. So they kind of have a similar offense to that of the Houston Rockets. But on the switching, the big difference is, is that when they switch, a lot of their long guys can guard um, guys who are a lot more talented than they are or better positioned for them. And that's, and that's kind of the big, um, big difference, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I, 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 no, you go, go ahead. You go you ahead. Sure? All right. Um, I feel like they're – I mean, this is amazing. They're down by two of the Nuggets right now. But they're only down two, and Giannis, Chris Milton, and Brooke Lopez are combined one of 15 from three. And they're only yeah. down two. Yeah, that's a rarity, though, for them these days. Usually they're just – they're wet they're from wa- uh, yeah. downtown. Yeah, but, uh, you know, you, like, look at their lineup, and, I mean, it's annoying that they have that Delavadoa contract. Yeah, they're very consistent. Well, and the thing is, is – Are they missing of, one? If they're getting rid of – if they get rid of Delhi and John Henson, they actually have some – some room, f- some more room. And this is, I think we, we've talked about this before. Please, NBA players, go play in Milwaukee. Well, yeah. think but about that. The team. thing, but who I'm curious, well, the who are thinks the, the piece? Well, what I'm saying, I've, I've said well, the this. Bucks are gonna, they're free, they have you know, four of their five starters are coming up for um, free agency next year, so they're gonna have to spend uh, in. You know, makes more most sense is that they resign off all, all four of them, yeah. Brogdon, who? Bledsoe. Um, Brooke Lopez. Do you think they re-signed Bledsoe? 
Oh yeah, I think I think, I think he, Bledsoe. He put me on the Bledsoe train. I was like, eh, Bledsoe, Bledsoe looks a lot. He's different. having a good year, but I just didn't know if they. And the fourth is being Chris Middleton, who probably he has to get most respect. bendy. But I think I think you know based on how they perform, and you know the funny thing is, is you know a lot of people like I've seen on you know ESPN has talked about um, you know are the Bucks proven? But the Bucks have the hardest schedule so far. I mean, they've wow. played the hardest teams. They've been playing some so hard far, teams. and you know they have a very very good record right now for the teams they've played and I do think you know the Bucks don't need to go out in free agency to get anyone if any but if any but anything I've heard you know subtle rumors of the Bucks trying to get Kyle Corver that would be um, a nice addition Bradley Beal oh Bradley they'd, Beal they'd, is they'd too to much they'd have to give up a lot but that you would know. be I don't know Bradley how, Beal would look good in that I don't team. know I don't know though because does Bradley need the ball not not really. Well, the Bucks offense. I guess John Wall does probably control the ball. The oh yeah, on that team, yeah. But I mean, hey, think about. Well, I'm gonna say think about what if you swapped out Bledsoe for Wall. But I don't think Wall shoots as well as Bledsoe. But well, Wall is, Bl- Bl- Wall Bledsoe's is a biggest distributor. Bl- Bledsoe's biggest difference that probably nobody's ever gonna see if you just look at the stats or anything is the defense. Yeah. He looks a lot better. The game that they played against Golden State, the biggest difference was is Bledsoe was able to kind of get into Steph Curry. Oh, he's a big and, body. And that's, a, and that's the thing. And, and he, he goes after the yeah. boards and stuff. And um, he doesn't really have, like, there's no, like, you know, problems with, like, attitude. He's very good at facilitating and getting guys the ball, rotating. He gets his looks. I mean, he's, I mean, he's a great player. And I've heard, you know, he's kind of, you know, tried to motivate the team. He gets on players and stuff like that. And I think the Bucks team, just the composition so far is excellent. I mean, I think yeah. they all really, really like playing with each other. Everyone gets their and touches. There isn't any what? problems there. You know what? I noticed all those things start from the top, man. The ownership and the ownership making the decisions to foster that type of environment in the locker room by getting rid of somebody like Jabari Parker, who was having problems. There's rumors about him you know, um, creating problems in the locker room or being frustrated and things like that. Like you can you can speak to this more than I do because you were you follow them, but getting rid of a player like that, and then bringing in a coach like Budenholzer who's had success in the past and he's like he really focuses on a team game because you look at that Atlanta Hawks team that he had, the best player was an aging Joe Johnson or maybe a Jeff Teague, no Jack of all no trades, t- yeah, the, no he, yeah, yeah, and. He brought that to Milwaukee, and you, you hear Moriarty talk about how Bledsoe was buying into that. You know Giannis is buying in. They probably got Tony Snell down there buying in. Yeah. <laughs> Tony Snell Tony. actually looks a lot, a lot better. And it's just, he it's, loves pizza. It's just, <laughs> <laughs> it's just the, the offense in general. It's just a lot, of, a lot of their offense is just there's a lot of spacing. A lot of guys are getting their looks. And I noticed even in today's game they were talking about how Bledsoe was telling um, Tony Snell, you know, take shots. And I know Tony Snell can, you know, it's, it's, it's harsh to say, but, you know, he can kind of be a passive player that, you know, if things aren't going his way, he'll just pass the ball. That's not harsh. And, well, I mean, in a sense, it's like, you know, he, he won't get his because he's just, yeah. he's like, you know, I mean, it, I know criticism yeah, in scared. Chicago was, it's like, he played 20 minutes yeah. and never recorded a stat. Oh, I know. Like, it's even out there. <laughs> but, I you know, there. but I do think that encouragement across the board, you see guys like Pat uh, Connington. I mean, hey, all of those guys looking a lot better. Irsan Olsova. I mean, you see a lot of their benches a lot deeper, um, and they didn't really like. I mean, a lot of those guys aren't you know ex- very spendy players, but it is yeah. it is a, a big cultural change. And then um, I think Giannis is taking a step. Same with you know Chris Middleton and Eric Bledsoe. So I mean, there's a lot of a lot of talent in that team. I got a question. What is it like for both of you? 
because I've never experienced this, and I want to know if it's actually as good as I dream that this feeling actually is. What is it like to have a team that's like homegrown, and they they look fantastic? They look like they're about to go win a championship. They're built really strong, like the Derrick Rose Chicago Bulls, like this Giannis team. You've seen them from the ground up, and you actually believe, like I'm sure you believe, the Bucks are gonna they should win an NBA title in within the next five years. And I'm sure you thought the Bulls should win an NBA title think, within like, the next I, five I, years. I stand by my comment that that year the Derrick Rose went down was the year that they were gonna finally put it Do to it. the Heat. Because they were, they were Joe good. Keem was yeah. playing out of his mind. Yeah. Boozer, Boozer got a lot of crap. I love Boozer. Boozer is a phenomenal offensive player. Yeah, and it, that bench with Ronnie Brewer and Kyle Korver. Ronnie you had, Brewer. You, you had C.J. Watson. Omer yeah. Sheik was grabbing every rebound. Is C.J. Watson Watson coaching the Grizzlies right now? Who's their C. coach? J. No. Who's the no, Grizzlies coach? No, J.B. Bickers. Yeah, That's Bickerstaff. Him. Yeah, no, Thank but you. hey, my boy Jerry Stackhouse. I love the Grizz. Well, what, what does it feel like, Moriarty, to be well, in this position see, right now? Like, the, is this your team? The thing for the Bucs is, is that it's been, like, frustrating since they should be a lot better. I mean, the last couple of years, it's always been like, why aren't they, you know, taking the next step? Why aren't they taking the next step? And, um, you know, it, it, the coach is a huge difference, but it is so satisfying, like, just, like, to watch things, things working out because this is how it should have been. I mean, hey. all the time it just you were just thinking like, man, this is this is the team. And the biggest thing that you know I noticed for the Bucks that probably changed everything, and it's actually not the you know the drafting of Giannis is the trade carnage was the trade with the uh, Detroit Pistons where they were able to get rid of an aging Brandon Jennings who's not playing well and get Chris Middleton. And specifically, he was on the Bucks last year. Yeah, and specifically Brandon Jennings. Way back when, and the thing was, is the Bucks were able to get rid of, um, were able to, were specifically asked for Chris Middleton, and were able to actually get him. And Chris Middleton is an absolute excellent number two. Having having Giannis obviously is a superstar player, but that trade is kind of goes under the radar because Chris Middleton has played absolutely what year fantastic, comparable to Jimmy Butler and Zach Levine, may I say? But that is, I, I, I didn't even, I had no idea who Middleton say. was. Yeah, I played mean, a text, played a text saying, "Um, the when uh, was he drafted? What we'll pick? Oh, he was he was a late first round. No, he was a sec. I think he was actually a second round pick. Wow. Um, he was like the thirty. 6th pick or 34th pick or something like around there. Yeah, he was uh, the 39th pick. 39th pick. Um, yeah, 2012. And, and uh, the Bucks GM specifically asked for uh, for him in that trade, and they were able to get him. That's what I'm saying, um, bro. It starts at the top. Yeah, Brandon Knight, too. Brandon Knight had one nice little spurt. But uh, it was – I mean, that was a, that is kind of a big deal. I mean, and they haven't really had to pay him much, but um, he's been a great number two, and I also think they haven't really had to give up much for Eric Bledsoe and obviously – you know, every team kind of gets to draft one like superstar player, and the Bucks getting Giannis is is really nice since you know he might be you know one of the best one of all time when it's all said and done. And you know what? I kind of want to pivot a little bit. MVP. Well, no, I want to. This is something. <laughs> I saw that smile. This is something that I've been thinking about for a while, MVP. and I know that it's it's going to be kind of controversial. But I think you know with the. Uh, the come up of the Bucks in the recent trade with Jimmy Butler to the Philadelphia 76ers, then Kawhi going to the Raptors, and then you got last year Blake Griffin coming over. Um, Watch the Blake I, I Griffin think, thing, though. They're not that good. I think they're pretty good. They just beat the Raptors a 
couple of days ago. I don't think they're that good. Well, I, I think that they don't have, they're... They do not have a lot going on besides Blake and Drummond. Hey, There's not no, a lot of guard hey, play. Uh, Reggie, Reggie Jackson is still is averaging decent. 15. He's still averaging 15 points a game. You want him to be the Dennis Schroeder on the Oklahoma four. City Thunder, but that's all right. I, I still think... Well, that's that wasn't the main point of it, but what I'm saying is I think that right now... I'm not talking about if you pick and choose players and put them on all-star teams against each other. I'm talking about teams, teams as a whole. I think that the East right now is better than the West. Uh, I, I, I still think the West is. I think the top of the but, East is going to be well, a, is, well, is a lot stronger. But what I'm saying is, but what I'm saying here is, after the Golden State Warriors, who are the next best teams in the league? I we, I we talked actually, about this on the show actually, last week. I think week. the Nuggets, but then the one team I think everyone I haven't Nuggets. heard anything about is Clippers. Clippers just put the beat down no, and I, I no the, the this, Clippers no. the Clippers everyone's going to be like no because nobody knows who's on, on the I team. I know who's on that team, but, it's, but it, there's they're a solid team and we're one of the, the one of the better teams defensively and offensively. I just think that this is not something that's sustainable for them to be 11-5. I know who's on that team. I get they have Patrick Beverly and Tobias Harris. They got Boban, Marjanovic, Martrez, Mark, Mark, what is it? Montrez Harrell. Montrez Harrell. You know. Come on. Lou Williams. I, I just don't think that Lou. that's a team. Patrick that, Beverly. If, if, if you're, Avery If you're putting that, that Clippers team up against the Raptors, Bucks. 76ers, Pacers, Celtics. I don't – Pacers. Pacers – see, like, for me, the Pacers, I think, are kind of the, the team. I think it's – they're looking good because I've looked at their they schedule. They good last They year. haven't really played this that many great teams. I think, they, you're the, I think you're getting a little sucked in by the fact that these East teams are all playing East teams and the West teams are all playing West teams. I don't teams. think that's it. No, I, I think just, that's it. No, but that's not what I'm saying. I legitimately think that the Raptors, Bucks, and Pacers are the next best three teams in the NBA. Oh, definitely not the Pacers. No, no. I mean, the Raptors the, and the, the Bucks. The Raptors, Bucks, and 76ers. I think the Raptors and Bucks are the best. Okay. I didn't mean to say the Pacers. Okay, the, the Raptors. Celtics. I think the Raptors and the Bucks are mm. right up there with Golden State. Look, I, the best I think the, the Celtics are up there, too. You can say what they what you want about their growing pains that they have right now, but the Celtics are still a great team, coached by a top five coach in the league. I will say if, if there's a series in a week between the Celtics and the Bucks. You know, I'd probably still go Boston seven game series. I think the, I think Boston Boston's got a lot of vulnerability, and the one difference between um, the Bucks and the Raptors versus the Celtics is is that the rest of the teams on the are Ra- players on the Bucks and the Raptors they get like the Their ball roles. moves yeah. too much on the Celtics is it's Kyrie hero ball. Yeah, this Kyrie, Kyrie thing is unhealthy. Kyrie, you know, I, I, I still have but my the reservations. Thing, the only thing about that they're, is they're, the best, they're one of the best. That might not work for still. the for the regular season, but in the playoffs, you need that player that is the best player on the court. But do you want that to be Tatum? Be. He won't be though. In, if they're playing the Raptors and Bucks, he's not the best player on the court in both series. Hot take: Do you sell high right now on Kyrie? I would have, I would have sold on Kyrie. Yes. Yeah. You said you now, sell him. Yes, I, I would. It, I would definitely sell Kyrie. Trade for AD. There's no. Why would nobody would, would, would take Pel- him? Yeah. Why would the Pelicans take <laughs> Kyrie for AD when they can get somebody that's under contract? And that and those draft picks this year. But that draft pick is the Kings' pick, which might not even be that yeah. bad. It's going to be bad. I think that they. I, I mean, yeah, I, I don't think the Kings are going to be, like, top of the league, but I don't think that pick. they're going to be, like, the bottom. I don't think that they're going to be top five. They probably won't be in that, that area I, where they're the top I think they could theoretically be a playoff team. 
I see. I don't see that though because I think, I think that if you look at the if you look at it right now, I I still say you, you got the Spurs and the Rockets that are like not in it right now because it's there's only been like eighteen games. I think you put those two in, and then I don't think the Clippers are gonna make it. I don't think the Clippers are gonna make oh, it. Oh, I definitely think the Clippers are gonna make are it. Are going to make it? The playoffs. I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think so. The Rockets look nice. They're, I don't think. I mean, I don't think the Rockets look nice, but I, I don't think they're. So not who's make making the it right now in the West? So can we give the Blazers? Yes. Yeah. Golden State Warriors. Yes. Yes. Thunder. Yeah. Yes. That's three. Nuggets. Nuggets yes. Four. Lakers. Yes. Five. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Yeah, okay. I after watching Spurs, Rockets, and I'm still sticking with the Dallas Mavericks. I think the Mavericks so are better. We're than at the five. Clippers. We're at five. I. I mean, I think the Clippers are a sure thing. I do too. I. I don't. I just. And actually, I, I don't actually, see them a team again, another game. team. People are gonna are not looking at the Grizz are actually I, a good bro, team. I said that. Mark I've been saying Gasol and Mike Conley. Jaron Jackson is starting to get his feet under him. And he's playing nice. very well. Mike, Mike Conley, Mark Gasol carved up the bus. They still play like the grinder, the grindhouse. That's why I'm saying it's they'll disgusting. Be in there. That game on Sunday against the Wolves was disgusting. They'll be in there. The Pelicans, I don't know, but I, honestly, bro, I can't. I'm saying that those Mavericks, bro. They're a problem. Uh, they're a problem. They, they're getting. They're kind of getting exposed. They've won. They four got in a row. exposed by beating the like absolutely blowing the Jazz out of the building. My jazz, and then going and then going jazz, ahead. And, jazz can't score. And then going problem. ahead and beating the Warriors, although they were shorthanded, they're still. Yeah, and the Warriors were kind of having their little yeah, but fits. Okay, though. but anyway, you can you can have a fit and you can still be shorthanded, but they still had some of the best players in the league out there on the court. So you can't just ignore the fact they still have some of the best players in the league, even if Steph Curry is gone. I don't think I don't think Dallas makes it. I, I just but I just think that in, if you're talking about the Clippers I think and the, their defense and the offense, that's what I think the Mavericks have. I think the Wolves have a shot. I no. You don't no. think they have a shot? <laughs> Why? Wow. Wow. I think the reason they have a shot is because they're so deep. I don't know. I Yeah, but, but the thing complete. is like the the teams that are in there should I want them to lose at this point? Should I want them to suck? Is that but the thing is I don't think that they would suck enough to get a top five pick. And my thing is I think the reason the West is better than the East is this argument. I think there's so many more teams in the West where like who's going to make the playoffs. I think the East is pretty pretty obvious who's like yeah I mean who's like a lottery Nets. team and who's like a playoff team and who's going to actually compete for the Eastern Conference. The Cavs are going to go get themselves Zion or something crazy. RJ. RJ's the well, best. Well, see the okay. I will say the that East has the Bulls. I will say that the <laughs> bottom, the bottom of the East, like look at Cavs, that. Hawks, Knicks, Bulls, and the Wizards are about to be. I abysmal. don't think that the. I don't think unless they. I think the, I think the Wizards will be fine unless they get rid of. They're gonna trade one or, one they, they, they just had a Timberwolves like practice. Yeah. They're gonna gut the up. team. <laughs> I just think that if if they don't gut that team, I, there's no way that you can just count out. They have Dwight Howard. They suck. That I, you can't just count out John Wall and Bradley Bill you, to make the playoffs. They haven't done anything. Well, John Wall's actually having a solid season. He's averaging like twenty and. 20. Yeah, they just don't do anything together. They, I mean, they they have their numbers. They just don't play well off each other. No, know. not at all. I just think that they've been like I can't but, remember who said it today, but they've played. Or I think it was Woj said that they've played together too long. It's yeah, they never did like each other. They've always no. not liked each other. But but to go back to my original point, the the reason that I side with the East is just because I think you're right. The bottom of the East is bad. 
Like those bottom four teams are bad. I just I just think like really the teams that are like good in the East are the Raptors, Bucks, Pacers, 76ers, Pistons, Celtics. Celtics. And you know, and, but I think that those teams And that's are, about it. Those the magic, teams, those the magic teams, are in. No, I won't I won't put the magic Charlotte there. Charlotte is literally just one no, player. I'm not, I, I'm not putting them there, but I, what I'm saying is I think that that chunk of East teams is like better than the mid the mid tier and even a little bit of the higher tier of the West. I just think there's a really big gap in the West and not like there's like six or seven East teams you could put in that gap right under the Warriors. I th- and then there's the rest of the West. I do East. think I do think that's, like, that's just how I see it. That's I, why I, I think, do the, think East the West, is like the once Golden State gets their guys What's, back, it's gonna be a complete slaughter. I mean oh, it, well, yeah, but like, I don't I don't think there's six or seven East teams. What are you talking about? I'm talking about six. We're talking because about I'll teams say that are good. Raptors, Bucks, Pacers, 76ers, Pistons, Celtics. And that's and the rest of the teams are just kind of. I mean, and then there's and you know, the dumpster fires. And I think those teams are bottom, better than, at least they're playing better than the Rockets, Spurs, not the Jazz. Rockets right now. The Jazz, the Rockets are not. They have not looked good this They've year. They won four in a row. They look they, pretty they, good right besides now. Besides that four that they hit in a row, they they just they look, just they're, they're not just playing turning defense. it around. They just got rid of Melo and now look at it. Yeah. Well, who are those teams they won against? Let's take a peek. I saw they did beat the they did beat the um also update they beat the Jazz. Another <laughs> like W by the Bucks against the Nuggets. Kings, Warriors, Nuggets, Pacers. Warriors in the last like three days. Uh yeah. And they beat they won was, was, in Denver and they beat the Pacers at home. Those are good wins. Those are good I wins. I stand corrected. They're, and they're, and they're then they to took care around. of business against the Warriors, and well, they beat the that, Kings. That Warriors, I think that Warriors team was even more shorthanded than when they played the Dallas Mavericks. I think that's when, like Draymond and Steph wasn't playing, and they were really down. And they, ugh. but I, I will concede to the fact that it does look like the bottom of the West is better because it really looks like the only team that's just like garbage is the Phoenix Suns. Well, the well, the East has like the Bulls, Knicks, Hawks, and Cavs that are just the Suns have got to be kind of pissed. Wizards, uh, Wizards don't not look good. Well, they try. Heat, Heat, Heat is a is a dying franchise. Well, right now. The, the, yeah, the Nets they they, they have a little decline. bit of bad luck with Karis Levert. They look That's they sad. look decent. I mean, the, the the Nets aren't like. I mean, they're just they'll win a couple games yeah. here and there, but they're not they're not a playoff team. But they're on the edge, and that's what I'm that's what I mean by the the East. There's just like you know after after those six teams we list off, you know the rest are just kind of there's a couple you know the, the Hornets and currently the Magic are better than yeah. the other bunch, but it's really you know not much different. It's yeah. you know one one really good player, one good player, and then a bunch of kind of mediocre players. Last uh, last NBA talk here. Um, who would you like to see traded more, John Wall or Bradley Beal, each of you, and what, what location would you like? I, well, for me, I you would like it to be tonight. John Wall. Yeah. Because I think John Wall is he's, – He's good. He's good, and I feel like nobody really knows or cares about how much better of a facilitator he's become. Yeah. Like he's – like there's games last year where he had like 19 assists, 15 assists – just dishing the ball out, like, in 22 and 15, 23 and 17. Like, the way that he plays the game, he plays it with a chip on his shoulder. Because he knows – it's like – it's you know how Damian Lillard plays. Like, he knows that people don't think that he's that good. And he's got, like, three 40-point games this year, yeah. which is – and he's still – nobody cares. But I think that the way that John Wall can get an offense to work, he would be great on a team like the um, – Orlando Magic, who I are, think who have the starting point guard of Augustine. If you're talking about John Wall and destinations, 
John Wall of the Pistons. Oh yeah, that's nice. Oh my goodness. What about the, this? Is a, I think Bradley Beal would be too. Uh, no, yeah, actually, well, Beal would be better in that case. And, Shooting. And the Pistons or Pelicans? In the Pelicans case, Beal would. Why be better. don't they just? Yeah, because send then you, everybody you out of town. Drew, send Beal to the Pelicans. Because, like, realistically, Walter, they that Pistons pick. is nice. Yeah, that that was a good one. Yeah. Oh man, John Wall and the Pistons. I actually think another. If if you were talking Bradley Beal, I don't know if I mean I don't think it would ever really happen, but the Clippers would actually be. Would actually be a would actually yeah, be a solid. They, 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 they Kevin Durant. Yeah. Now Kevin Durant's probably going to go to the, um, like the Lakers or apparently I, people still think the Knicks the are Clippers. We were talking know. about. Yeah, I don't know how. I actually think if I was Bradley really Beal, the Knicks that, would not be a bad bad case, depending on how KP plays at the end. Tim Hardaway Jr. is yeah, that's pretty what, solid. Yeah, yeah, we had you a know, conversation I think, about that. I, I honestly do think you know, and this might actually be good for the Celtics. Is you know Kyrie Irving is, you know thought about playing with the Knicks and it might actually not be bad. You know, Beal, Irvin, hey, hey, KP. You know what? That would be kind of wild if they, if they like swapped and just sent Kyrie to the Wizards. No, like, no, imagine, imagine, imagine a Kyrie and Brad Beal on the same team. Oh. I, the amount of passing that but would occur. You wouldn't have that problem that you had with Kyrie with John Wall and Celtics. He would get that ball moving around because yeah. he didn't need to take the shot. So what do you, is that is that your pick? Wall on the Pistons? Or are we thinking? Yeah, I'm going to take that. That's a great hey, one. That, I don't even care what I was going to say. That that's was a great take. Yeah, that was a really good one. I think that would just. I mean, that, they're the one that's are, they're struggling the most with I, guard play. I don't know. Well, the thing is, of the teams that are competitive right the, now, guard, the thing is, there are two guards: Reggie uh, Reggie Bullock and Reggie Jackson. They're not like it's not like horrible. It's not like terrible guard play. Like the Magic have terrible guard play. If your if your guards are putting up fifteen and your other guards putting up twelve, like that's not terrible guard. No, play. Yeah. that's not terrible guard play. Terrible guard plays like DJ Augustine putting up like ten and seven. I I just feel like when when I, when I, when you're playing the Pistons, you're just not intimidated at all by the the guard play. I think the it's, Pistons I mean, you don't have to, you don't have to be intimidated by the guard play when you have two very dominant big men. The Pistons could be very good with that yeah. squad. Yeah. Yeah. When the thing is, is like uh, I know like uh, um, Andre only- Drummond. You know, he is dominant when he plays certain teams, but I do think a lot of times there's a lot of big men in the league that can kind of silence him, like Embiid. You know, and that's that that's kind of the killer is when he kind of gets shut down. He's not known for being a, you know, dominant scorer. That yeah, It puts a lot of pressure on Blake Griffin, the, and then the, the guard play outside of that doesn't really, I will you know, say wow that the, what does support you guys' bashing of their guard play is that Andre Drummond and Blake Griffin lead the team in every major category. Yeah. I think like points, rebounds, assists, steals, and blocks. And I mean, from we do, we, do you guys trust Woj? I mean, I feel like he's been oh, very yeah, reliable, he's, and he and he's, he's, he's like a, he's a he's a pretty reliable one. Like you just said, you know, he he's discussing literally the Wizards want to trade Bradley Beal and John Wall because the team has run its course. Bradley Beal theoretically would actually be pretty decent at. Uh, in L.A. with the Lakers. I was, that was the one thought I had. Yeah, but... You know, if I was the Lakers, I'd get rid of... Um, you, I'd you get rid of Ingram. Back, you could give them... Dude, you could give them back KCP. You, you could... You could I mean, together. Every team's going to want... Um, realistically, is going to want Kuzma and Josh Hart and a pick. I would... Yeah, I agree. I, I think Ingram... Because Ingram, Ingram is kind of... Ingram yeah. is kind of like... Ingram's you know, weird. like, I, I do think the ceiling is starting to fade... It's He's starting to come moody. down. He almost seems moody. I, I mean, he gets blown up on defense. And then uh, Ball, I mean, nobody really wants that sideshow, to be honest. I mean, well, just, I don't, the thing is, I don't know how much of a sideshow is that. 
When's the last time you heard anything about his family besides that his brother yeah, LeBron go shut up LeVar Ball. Yeah, but I do think school. I do think like you know things aren't going well. I mean, right now the Lakers. It's not. I think the worst thing for him was for LeBron to go to that team. That it's not. He's and they bring in Rondo reason. like. He's I mean, not gonna. He's he's his career doesn't have the same. Trajectory. But I do think I do think with the LeBron team, it, it is kind of kind of like if you're all the young players who are in a sense assets, like theoretically, like you're playing if you want to still be on this team, like because I mean the Lakers are you know going to try to win the the Western Conference and they're gonna they're gonna trade young guys for yeah. I still solid think players. Be the second best team in that conference. They should have kept Julius Randle. Yeah, I don't know. But hindsight's twenty twenty. I don't, I don't on know how one. much, how well that he works into the game plan of a, a team with LeBron on it. I don't know. I think you'd have been giving him a nice breather, though. I mean, he's but he had a triple is, double tonight. Yeah, but the thing is, he's playing on a on a on a team yeah, they where, just, a lot where, they, where he has to do those things. Yeah, you know, like if he was playing with LeBron, he he wouldn't be getting a triple double. I know. I I just think he's a nice piece. I thought he was one of their I nicer young nice guys too, next to Kuzma and Josh, to Josh about, Hart. Mm. You also have to think about you would have to pay him. And would you rather pay Julius Randle or would you well, rather they have, they could have paid they could have given him a one year or a one year well, contract he, or two years of the player option instead of giving it to KCP. Well, but the thing is, but it would have been more expensive to have Julius Randle than KCP. Would you rather have the money to pay Julius Randle They're or have the... They're paying KCP like seven or I eight. know, but it would have been more than that for Julius Randle because he's younger yeah. and he's he's better. But would you rather do that or sign some big free agent in the offseason? Yeah, I just think they could have got him for a one-year deal and just huh. taken out the rest. But they might be waiting for some buyout players, I'm, I'm sure. Yeah, well, yeah. 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 Like like my biggest concern yeah. is, is that... My, the odds that Kawhi leaves Toronto just seem to fade as the days yeah. go by, and I don't think he's going to go play for the Lakers. The Pelicans, anyway. the Pelicans are just not going to bite. I mean, like oh, the, Pel- yeah. the Pelicans have no reason right now to get rid of AD at the current moment. There's just no reason yeah, at this point. None. Realistically, like a Beal or a Wall, preferably Beal in a LeBron team. Yeah, I don't really think that would they be, need Wall. Would be much. optimal, but I do think like realistically, the that probably the best good. solution or is hopefully that if you're the Lakers GM is that Kevin Durant were to be interested because I do I do think the free agent market next semester next uh, year isn't much. really going to look I don't, I don't really think Durant's going to go play with LeBron yeah. after he got absolutely destroyed for going to Golden State I don't see I, him going I think to the that Lakers. yeah I could totally I, I don't really see him going to play with LeBron I don't really think any of those guys want to go play with LeBron I think their best bet of somebody going to play with LeBron may have been like Jimmy Butler I don't, I don't think – apparently Jimmy Butler, and this was maybe a couple months ago, was that him and Irving were discussing yeah, playing. No, they're, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. They're, they're but like I, do think, I do think Butler – I would have – yeah, I would have. That would be terrible. I do think Butler – to be on that team. I do oh. think Butler probably – Probably signs at the 76. 76 actually have a lot of cap space. Yeah, because and, they didn't get anybody last year. And, and, it, and it would make sense. I do think like Butler and Embiid would actually gel personalities-wise. Their only problem going forward is going to be – Shooting the ball, and I do think they'll just have to find ways of getting shooters. Hey, on that they team. might have to get that boy Kyle Korver you guys are going after. Well, mm-hmm. he's, that was another destination that's been talked about. I do think getting rid of Mario Bellinelli and Irsan Alvisova were some mistakes. Yeah, mm-hmm. but what they were probably trying to clear that cap, you know, trying to get that Paul George. True. Yeah, True. it wasn't worth it at all. Yeah, let's move on. Good looks of the week. We ready, fellas? Do we yeah, have our good looks yeah, ready? Yeah. Yeah. You already know my good look of the week, man. Are you rolling back with that that Everton type stuff? No, man. I, I, I they didn't play this week. Oh man, not yet. No, 
Okay. You want to go first? Yeah, my good look of the week is uh, the Chicago Bears putting that beat down on the Vikings. Oh, proving everything known. that fell out of my mouth to be true. Stomping them into the ground. You so were, you know, I didn't give you enough credit that you were right. I mean, through and through, destruction. The score was way too close for what happened in that game. Yeah. We got stomped. Our lack of even an attempt barely at an onside kick at the end of the game was a perfect kind of portrayal of how poor it was. Mm-hmm. Very, very unimpressed. Um, very concerned about the Kirk Cousin contract. And Congratulations, Joe Simon. Just to, just to track back a little bit, the, uh, tonight's game, the 76ers shot 27% from three. Yikes. Yeah. Their starters, 0 for 1, 0 for 5. Simmons didn't attempt one. Butler didn't attempt one. Reddick was two for six. That is going to be a big problem. Yeah. But uh, my good look of the week, Jonathan Taylor, Wisconsin Badgers. People did not see casual 300 yards rushing led the Badgers to win uh, this week against Purdue. Um, I mean, and if you ever watch any Badger football, you realize that they uh, cannot throw the bat, throw the football to save their yeah. life whatsoever. So 300, 300 beast, yards, man, and everyone's just kind of sleeping on him. Future first round pick, Melvin Gordon, probably top ten pick. This guy, really? this guy's crazy. Is that three hundred yards just is casually? That the, the guy that was a freshman last year. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, and they love you know always showing that track video. It was senior year. He just blows by everybody. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it, you know, kind of went under the radar, casual 300 yards yeah. against the, you know, the Purdue's a decent team, so I was kind of impressed. And then a future good luck that's, that might happen is my boy uh, Ed Oliver, don't play for Houston. Sit out. <laughs> I would do not risk it. Ed Oliver is going to be an absolute stud in the NFL. I'd love him Same to play on the, the Packers. Nick Bosa's like, I'm He out. did it. Yeah, he's done. Uh, I applaud all these guys. That? Um, yeah, he did. Did, did Jabril Peppers did it? Did Ben Simmons do that? For, uh, I think no, he, he, he played in the tournament. No, he played in the I tournament. I don't even think they made the tournament. They, they were bad. Oh, you're right. They, they didn't did make, make the tournament. I think he just like he just left school. He just like, left. Well, it's not. Yeah, it's not. Well, yeah, that's what they do. Zion will probably do that. I mean, all those guys. RJ. Oh yeah, they're they're all. I'm just prepared for the draft. Yeah, they're all they're all ready. Man, yeah, at Duke education. But yeah, Ed Oliver, do not listen to that coach. Just straight crap. He ain't looking out for you. That's true. Look out for yourself because hey, they ain't going to yeah. look out for hey, you, man. If you're a college athlete, you better be looking out for yourself. But, yeah, Ed Oliver, respect talking back, man. Those guys are just not looking out for you. You're right. My good look of the week is actually happening as we speak. Um, I want to shout out to everybody on Bovada, all these betting sites, who bet the over on the Rams game. It was the highest uh, point total ever. They had it at 63, 63 and a half. I think it was 63 and a half, like a big actually. 12 game. Uh, a bunch of my buddies yeah. did the over, and the Kansas City Chiefs, as we speak, just got another touchdown. It's about to be 30-30. to 30 Patrick Mahomes over With about seven minutes in the third quarter remaining. We all know yeah. that that's going to be hit. Vegas is about to be very sad. Um, but, yeah, shout-out to you guys. Go make some money. I'm not involved with this uh, online gambling yet, just purely out of... All I have to say for future freshmen here at the University of Minnesota, if you want to uh, solve your tuition problems, always bet against the Gophers on the spread. <laughs> you will make back your money. Hey, hold <laughs> on. Something interesting going on right now. Uh, they got 30 points, but Todd Gurley's got 21 yards. Yeah. Six rushing attempts. Yeah, he's a little banged up, I think. Really? Yeah. Well, it's, it's a tough world out there. It is. It's a tough and world the Bucks for running back. the Nuggets. How about that? Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, was 29. Well, it's a great show, fellas. We had some good mm-hmm. talk. You some know, good talk. Colin, Solid times. Colin came through when he delivered. He did. Amazon Prime, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Shout out to Mario. Was yeah. this was this what you were expecting or was it? Oh, I'm loving this. This loving is this it? is what I was looking forward to. All right, yeah. good. We're going to have yeah. to do this again. Oh. Cuz we got we got a lot of content that we yeah. can do. Now. I, just wait until you know. We're trying to expand cities because we got that Minneapolis. We have a lot yeah, of Minneapolis influence. We, 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 we got Chicago. that Milwaukee yeah, that nobody talks about. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk Marquette basketball. Yeah. yeah. Jimmy Butler. <laughs> huh? Marquette basketball. Yeah, yeah. They, they are not what they used to be. Yeah. No, it's more about Wisconsin basketball. Yeah. So thanks for tuning in, everybody. Yeah, we got, man. you know, as, we, as you Love always you see, our Instagram, our Twitter is always blowing up. Yeah. Got a lot of stuff going on out there. Yeah, we're still working, working on sponsorships. Me and Josiah are actually going to well, be working on, on a pitch on. tonight. Hold on. Huh. You better be eating at Alice Pizza this weekend. Oh, yeah. Some of the Go best pizzas in town. Go ahead. Some of the best pizza in town. I love pizza. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great oh, place. my goodness. Have a great Thanksgiving, everybody. Yeah. We'll come back to you after this uh, this Thanksgiving break. So have a great week.